What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. Allow episode 21 of the What Do We Do podcast to officially commence. Bogey and Dewey here with you. And, dude, this is going to be an exciting conversation here, okay? You're going to test me a little bit and and go back and we'll redo our look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. There is a high chance I could look like a fool. I hope you don't look like a fool, Kyle. (laughs) I'm just excited to be here. This is episode 21. We're going to talk about the Dow Jones Industrial Average. This is fantastic. It's great to see you. Great to see Sully over there in the control room. (laughs) You know, um, what a day today to talk about the Dow Jones Industrial Average. A few weeks before the election is going to happen. The volatility is here. And uh, we're going to talk about all things Dow Jones Industrial Average today. Now, why do you say that uh, ahead of the election? that this is such a critical time for the Dow? Well, it's not necessarily a critical time for the Dow. It's just going to be talked about so Mm -hmm. much, right? So the Dow Jones Industrial Average, um, as you may remember from one of our prior episodes, is one of the three major indices that uh, we cover as investors, right? Not just Great Lakes Wealth, but the investment community uh, of domestic indices. Uh, There is the Dow Jones Industrial Average, there is the S&P 500, and there is the NASDAQ, right? Quick, how many stocks are in the Dow? Fantastic. That is 30 Bingo. Stocks. And I remember wow, that as well. you got yeah, it. Yeah. Fantastic. That's Thank great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Um, and so with this episode, we're going to uh, talk about the Dow exclusively. Uh, it's going to be a little lighthearted, but it's historic. I mean, it's historical information, right? So with that, how about we get right into it? Yeah. First things first, I suppose we can start by taking a look at you know the entire year, the scope. You know, Obviously, this has been a, a historic year in bad ways, you know, with uh, the stock market, the world, you know, obviously everything going on with COVID and, and the pandemic. But the Dow overall this year, I, I got to believe it's it's been a roller coaster. But but how is it looking right now health wise? Well, the Dow has certainly been a roller coaster. I'm going to give you some stats here in a few minutes. The Dow hit its all-time high back in February of this year, hit an amazing uh, treacherous low. A month later, at the end of March, down to 18,500 from a high of over 29,000, a high of 29,000, down to 18,500, and back to where we are today. Here's my question back to you. As of the close of business Monday, October 19th, what is the closing price of the Dow Jones Industrial Average? I have no idea, but I'm hoping you're going to tell us. I'm going to tell you. Uh, the Dow closed at 28,195.42. Okay? 28,195.42. So that's just a reference point of uh, where we are. And uh, so let's start talking about the Dow. Let's get into it now. Okay, Kyle? What do you think? So, in, in I guess the simplest terms, what is the Dow Jones Industrial? average. We can well, start there, I Let's suppose. start. We're going to go with a definition from Wikipedia. We're going to make sure we're completely... <laughs> Trusted by everyone all over the world. No fake news here, pal, okay? <laughs> the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or simply known as the Dow, is a stock market index that measures the stock performance of 30 large companies listed on stock exchanges in the United States. Familiar? Mm-hmm. Okay. First calculated on May 26th, 1896, 
do the math it's on incredible. those years, right? The index is the second oldest among the U.S. market indices after the Dow Jones Transportation Average, which, again, trivia question, that's the oldest indices in stock market uh, world, is the Dow Jones Transportation Average. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, as well as the Transportation Average, were created by Charles Dow. He was the editor of the Wall Street Journal and co-founder of the Dow Jones and & Company, and named after him and his business associate, statistician Edward Jones. Very So that's where they got the name. That's where they got <laughs> it, right? Dow Jones. The word industrial in the name of the index, no longer reflects its composition. Back then, again, industrial was the revolution, if you're familiar with that, mm -hmm. industrial revolution. So industrial is still part of the name, Dow Jones Industrial Average, but we certainly have more sectors in there than just the industrial. Um, with that, the Dow Jones Index is currently maintained by S&P Dow Jones Indices, and its components are selected by committee. I'm going to let you know the 30 names in the Dow Jones Industrial Average currently, okay? And I'm going to go in alphabetical order. Okay, okay. And, and if I'm remembering correctly here, this is this is the elite. This is the exclusive club, correct? In in the stock market world, this is the 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 Pebble Beach, if you will, that you know you need to pay a lot of money to join Augusta, you know, to make another golf reference, I suppose. Some say these are the big dogs. Okay, <laughs> not to be not to be confused with the dogs of the Dow, which is a sidebar episode for another day. The dogs of the Dow, just so you know. But these are known as the big dogs, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and so we're going to go through their names uh, alphabetically. And I know our podcast listeners, as well as you, Kyle, will know almost, if not all, these names. And then we'll go from there, okay? Sounds like a plan. Okay, great. We've got 3M, okay? The mm -hmm. number 3 and then M or MMM. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But American Express, Amgen, Apple, Boeing, Caterpillar, Chevron, Cisco Systems, Coca-Cola, Disney, Dow, Goldman Sachs, Home Depot, Honeywell, IBM, Intel, Johnson & Johnson, J.P. Morgan Chase, McDonald's, Merck, Microsoft, Nike, Procter & Gamble, Salesforce, Travelers, United Health. Visa, Walgreens, and what's the last one? Starts with a W. Huge company. Retailing. Podcast listeners, are you listening, paying attention? What's the w. last what's the last component of the Dow we didn't mention? Starts with a W. Wikipedia. So not close. Have you heard of Walmart? <laughs> Sully in the control room is yelling, Walmart, banging on the glass. Walmart. Hold up a sign next time. Walmart. Come on now. Help yes. me out. Those names you're familiar with, right? Okay. The well, big dogs. Yeah. The big dogs. Have you, you probably heard of almost all of them, if not all of them. Fair yeah. enough? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, a little trivia question here, uh, and we'll have a few of these throughout the podcast. Oh, boy. Okay. 3M. This is not, this is again just a don't worry about it. I'm not going to catch you on the spot. 3M MMM actually used to be known as its name. Do you know the proper original name of 3M? I don't. I know that they sponsor a golf tournament in Minnesota every year. That's about the extent I know about 3M. But well, go, go ahead. I, I go appreciate ahead. your ability to deduct because <laughs> the first is Minnesota. Okay? There's two more, let's say M's. 3M, Minnesota. Money. 
not close. Keep going. <laughs> Minerals. Okay, tell you. Oh, so close. Mining. Minnesota okay. mining and blank. Minnesota mining and blank. Municipal. All right, we're not. You're not going to find this one. It's manufacturing. <laughs> okay, there Minnesota you go. Minnesota mining and manufacturing. How's that sound? Pretty awesome, right? Yeah, zero for three. Oh, well, tough you start. got tough I start. Kind of, I think you kind of got the first couple, but anyway, it's actually the oldest component in the Dow currently, uh, added in 1976, August 9th, 1976. Okay. Okay. So it's the longest running component of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and as of August 31st this year. The components of the Dow Jones Industrial Average have changed 55 times since 1896, okay? Um, I'm going to go to a question from our archives. Sully, can you get the archive uh, list out, please? Okay, great. Thanks so much. We went back to episode 14, and we looked at the August 31st Dow restructuring. So I'm going to ask yes. you night right now, what were the, I'll give you the number three. There were three stocks that were added and three stocks that were removed. Give me any of the three. Well, I thought Apple split, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that what you're referring to or no? no? So there were two stocks we talked about splitting, Apple, which is in the Dow, yeah. but the other one was Tesla, not in the Dow, not even okay. the S&P. Again, another topic for another day. But no, there were three stocks that were added. I'll tell you the three that were removed, okay? One, actually two of the three were a big deal, but ExxonMobil mm -hmm. was removed. Pfizer was removed, and Raytheon Technologies was removed. So those are the three that were removed. Can you give me one, two, or three of the ones that were added? There was a specific reason why one of them was added, and, and, and it's escaping me currently. Well, here's the, here, I'm going to give you a hint. I just said all 30, so go back <laughs> to what's three of those 30. Uh, <sighs> They're hard. You won't get them, so let's move on. Amgen, Honeywell, and Salesforce.com. I definitely, okay? definitely wouldn't have gotten those. Okay, right. Those are so, easily the th three least recognizable names. No question. No yeah. question. But again, this is a live um, high-energy podcast, <laughs> right? And so the Dow uh, restructured August 31st, and we want to make sure everyone's up to date with the components. Now, really quick, and, I, and I'll allow you to get back to it. As far as how somebody gets put into the club and, and is allowed to become a big dog, like, do you have to, you know, go to a boardroom, you know, with a bunch of uh, individuals, higher ups who are making the decision and basically put a PowerPoint presentation together and go, this is why our company deserves to be in the Dow. Is that, how does that work, that process? So that's a great question. And I, there is, like, as, I, as I mentioned, it is maintained by the S&P Dow Jones indices, and they have a committee, mm -hmm. right? And again, I think they meet in a private room, and they really don't tell anyone what's going on. <laughs> however... That seems a little rigged. However, I'm going to tell you two things. One is that there have been two rumors recently about this committee. Can I share that yeah, with you? Yeah, sure. You promise not to tell anyone? Uh, uh, certainly Okay, won't. and again, rumors are not always fact. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So a rumor is just that, a rumor, okay? Mm -hmm. But one rumor is that the um, Dow Jones Average Committee is thinking about adding the number of stocks from 30 to 50. 
What do you think about that? Why would they do that? Well, because, great question, we talked about this on the prior podcast, that the Dow Jones Industrial Average, even though, as you said, it's the, or I said, the big dogs, right? Mm -hmm. It's known as the Pebble Beach, if you will. The elite of the elite. The elite of the elite. Well, it also is not really a true representation of the um, cross-reference of public business today, right? So the S&P 500 is more recognized as a, you know, um, a cross-reference of um, you know, Americana, ec- you know, economic-wise, right? Industry-wise, okay. follow yeah, me? Sure. So some have said, yeah, the Dow's outdated in that regard. The Dow gets all of its love and luster because of the number, 28,000, almost at 30,000. That sheer number gives the headlines. When it drops, it drops 400 points, 2,000 points, et cetera. So um, there is some that say that the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a little bit outdated in terms of its, um, you know, components. So- Rumor number one, that they've talked about adding it from 30 to 50. And my sources tell me, Bogey, that so far the committee has rejected those efforts to change um, and having failed to come up with a reason why it's necessary. Nevertheless, my contacts also tell me such moves are possible in the future if the committee deems it useful. I just can't stop thinking about the people in that boardroom who are on this committee that are making the decisions and reviewing everything. No, mm-mm, no, I don't think so. You're not worthy. Maybe uh, you know, come back later, five years, make another presentation. We'll have another conversation about it. Well, uh, again, there you go. And the second uh, uh, thing that makes the Dow Jones Industrial Average different than, let's say, the S&P 500 is that the S&P 500 is um, weighted by market cap, okay, uh-huh. whereas the Dow is weighted by uh, price. It's a price-weighted index. So some say that investors don't like the price-weighted calculation um, and that the market cap uh, measurement is much more um, you know, real day to day, right? Sure. So with that, the second uh, rumor that is out there is that the Dow Jones Industrial Average Committee is talking about moving it from a price-weighted index to a market cap index index. Again, it affects with stock splits like Apple. It does affect the um, calculation methodology. So absolutely something that uh, might take them from prior day until today, if you follow me. Let let me see if I I am following you correctly. This is my interpretation of of why they would move from 30 to 50. Is that essentially to just strengthen the overall, you know, the, the entire group, the entire DAO, and make the, the fall, not nearly as bad, essentially. Like, when it does drop, it wouldn't be as as steep as before. Does that make sense? Am I on the right track? Not even close. Not even close. Uh, not All even right, close. that's fine. I got to call it like I hear it, okay? <laughs> so, no. So, the market is going to do what the market does. Yeah. And the stocks are going to go up and down as they do. Sure. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, just like the other broad indices, are just nothing more than a barometer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just what you compare to. If par on a golf course is 72, you just want to know, did you shoot under 72? Are you in the red? Never. For the, right? No. Or where you're at. You follow me? So whatever the Dow is going to do, whether it's got 30 stocks or 50 stocks, or the S&P with 500 stocks, all the different indices, it's not going to cushion any blows lower or rise the you know the tides higher. So what are, what are you, what's your opinion on it? I don't mean to cut you off, but do you think it would be wise to expand to 50? Absolutely. Do you think okay. that there's only 50 companies in the United States that run um, you know, everything that we do and all that we are? 
No, there's t- tons. Hundreds, yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. Right? The S&P 500 mm-hmm. is more you know, of a crossroad. It's 500 companies that have some sort of involvement in it. Does that make some sense? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so 30 companies, again, maybe in... 1896 or whenever it was that, that was big yeah 30 companies <laughs> yeah well now there's 500 we haven't even talked uh, much about the russell 2000 right that's another index of smaller companies and there's 2000 that make up that index so again we can go on and on but the rumors sure. are they may go from 30 to 50 but um again just a rumor and that they also may switch from a price weighted index to a market cap index again we won't get into weeds as to why that is that's not uh you know for today's podcast but exciting stuff nonetheless the total market cap as of December 2019, the total market cap, if you add up all 30 stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, again, counting those three that are now out, mm-hmm. total market cap was $8.33 trillion, okay? And with some of the movements this year, I would argue that uh, that market cap might even be higher with a few of those uh, large stocks like Apple, um, you know, moving to the atmosphere, if you will. Incredible. Yeah, right? So um, that's kind of it. I can go into some other um, st- st- some other statistics about the Dow, unless you have any other questions or comments or anything that uh, you've come up with. Yeah, I mean, I guess for, for somebody like me, somebody who is just starting to maybe pay attention, you turn on CNBC you know, in the morning at 8 a.m. or whatever, and you're looking at the numbers, you're looking at what the outlook is when the market opens at, say, you know, at 9.30, what what is the the biggest purpose i suppose for the dow what what should you be paying attention to when it comes to the dow well i think it's just um if you're watching the markets or paying attention and again is it up or down that would tell you again the cross reference of those 30 stocks Mm -hmm. does that mean that um there's pressure out there on the markets in general if you go back to march of this year when again the dow went from twenty nine thousand down to eighteen thousand five hundred people were panicked um, I even went on. A, I even went on a local news station to explain how the Dow dropped two thousand points. Fox Two, correct? That was actually a different. Uh, I was on WXYZ Channel Seven. Fantastic! Yes, All right, yeah. fantastic. So, anyhow, right? So, uh, in the morning when you're looking, a you shouldn't be looking. You should be doing, uh, you know, something else uh, more productive in your day. <laughs> but if you are looking again, the index is nothing more than just a moment in time, an indicator of where those thirty stocks as a uh, composite um, group may be, you know, headed. Uh, but. That's just a moment in time, right? And as we always say, you invest for the long term. You must see the forest through the trees. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit of history with the Dow Jones. It'll be a little fun as well. So um, again, the Dow Jones was founded May 26th of 1896, but the Dow Jones transportation averaged 14 years earlier in 1855. The Dow Jones was founded with 12 industrial stocks. Now, how many do we have, Kyle? Industrial stocks? Let's say the whole index. How many How many uh, stocks are in the index? We've said it already. 30. Yeah. Right, 30. Started with 12. Okay. Potentially 50 if that committee gets yeah, off their listen, butt now of and sudden, allows them in. You know? We've said it several times. Now people are going to spread the word. This rumor <laughs> is going to get legs. Are you kidding me right now? We should put out a poll. Okay. People are going to ask, say, you know, heard... do you think that it should go to 50 or should it stay have... at 30 and have that elite status? People are going to whisper, did you hear they're going to 50? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? Podcasts at 50. <laughs> okay, we got to keep it. Uh, again, that was just a rumor that is out there, and you yeah. can find that on this thing Not called confirming the, nor denying. The internets. You can find it on the internets, okay? Anyway, so the Dow Jones started with 12 stocks. It expanded to 20 stocks in 1916 and 30 stocks in 1928. 
Wow. Right? So it's been a really long time since they actually expanded. Almost yeah. 100 years. For sure, right? And so, again, maybe 50 is simple. Maybe 100 is more. I mean, the S&P is 500. They could go to the Dow 250 if they wanted to. Yeah. I right? mean, this this isn't my area of expertise, but almost 100 years without expanding, doesn't it? It might be time. To, to actually add some more to the Dow, no? Well, again, none, uh, I would just say maybe to be more relevant, perhaps. But, sure. But uh, again, we'll leave it to the committee there at the uh, Dow Jones uh, S&P service, right? Um, Can't wait to hear what they say. So I'm going to give you some other statistics, okay? The, the Dow started at a, you know, a unit of one, right? And then um, the first time it closed over 100... And I actually take that back. The Dow closed on May 26th, 1896, with those 12 industrial companies and opened at a price of 40.94. So the first number for the Dow Jones Industrial Average ever was 40.94. Cool? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the first time it went over 100 was January 12th, 1906. The Dow closed at 100.25. Okay, it was over 100 for the first time in 1906. That was uh, 10 years from when it started at 40, 40 to 100. It had almost tripled in, More than doubled, in right? 10 years, yeah. Okay, and then October 24th, 1929, the stock market crashed. Okay, and uh, guess what? Once it crashed in 1929, it lost 90% of its value. And the high in 1929 was 381 points before the crash. Okay? Mm-hmm. It took 25 years for the Dow to regain what it lost in 1929. Okay? March 12th, 1956, the Dow closes at 500 for the first time. So you had, again, the 1900 to 1929, and then a crash from 1929, 1932, back down to World, 1956. Yeah, and that makes sense. Back World to War One, Great Depression, into World War Two, finally coming back mid-50s, things are getting better, families are together, they're having dinner at the table every night, you know, things settled in. Yep, we, yeah. had, we called it the nifty 50s, <laughs> the nifty 50s, actually we didn't, I didn't, I wasn't yeah, I was going to say, what was it like? Yeah, I, oh wait, yeah. you weren't around either. Yeah, sorry, no, <laughs> no, and then the, uh, the first time that the Dow closed over 1,000, so we went from 500 in 1956, uh-huh. the first time it closed over 1,000, when do you think that was, Kyle? Uh, let's see, 500, 1956, yep. probably 1970. Oh, so close. Good job. 1972, the Dow closed at 1,003. And then it kept going up and up and up and up. You know, we had a little flash crash in uh, 1987. However, in 1995, the Dow closed at 5,000 for the first time. Okay, the Dow closed at... 5,023, spot 55, and that was November 21st of 1995. That was just the beginning of this thing called the Internet run of the late 90s, okay? And the first time the Dow closed at 10,000, okay, 5,000 was 1995. The Dow closed at 10,006, spot 78. Do you know what year that was? 
it had to be before the crash of 2008, so probably 2005. I was nodding because I thought you were going to say the crash of well, no, 2000. Well, no, 9-11 would have been one, too. Yeah, and, 1999. Uh, and Y2K. Yeah, that's okay, a good point. Okay, March 29, 1999. The Dow closed at 10,006 and some change. That's insane growth in a four-year period, though. Yes. Doubled Thanks. in four years, 96 to 2000. We have this word we use called parabolic. Have you heard of this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Some say the markets went parabolic. Okay, so it was. And again, this is part of, again, sometimes, um, you know, when things are too good to be true, perhaps they are, right? Mm -hmm. A fool and his and her money are soon parted, right? Sure. So those are where these cliches come in. Um, July 2007, we're going to fast forward through the first crash and the recovery. Well, July 2007, the Dow closed at 14,000 for the first time, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And then 2008, we had that crash. So it didn't quite get to 15,000, 14,000 to change. It dropped through 2008, 2009, and then recovered in 2009, 10, et cetera, et cetera, to close at 15,000 for the first time, May 7th, 2013. Okay, so we had some ups and some downs, some ups, some downs, and then some ups. May 7th, 2013, the Dow closed at 15,000. Four years later, January 25th, so actually three and a half years later, January 25th, 2017, the Dow hits 20,000 for the first time. Sully, ring that bell. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Okay, 2017. 2018, the Dow closed at 25,000 a year later. 25,000. So February 12th, 2020, Mm -hmm. the Dow had its all-time high of 29,551. What would you attribute that that insane growth to from like what, 2013 really? to 2020 in February. Well, and really it was recovered from 2009, yeah. which you can always say 13 as well, right? And so it was a, a few different factors, right? We had an economic expansion, but it was fueled by the Federal Reserve. We've talked about this mm-hmm. many times, right? So we had the Federal Reserve that has been very accommodative and had interest rates very supportive. Uh, and then as we went into a year ago this time, ni- uh, 2019, right? We had full employment. Mm. We're humming along. The economy is expanding, right? We had a boom time. And then boom, coronavirus and the rest of it, right? So we had a situation where uh, March uh, of 2020, the markets, if you will, in general, but the Dow specifically on February 12th, hit an all-time high of 29,551. So close to 30,000, right? It's unbelievable. Yep. And then we had a huge flash crash. And so March 16th, just about a month later, the Dow records its worst one-day drop in history, 2,997 points in a day, right? And its worst performance percentage since October 19th, 1987, which then was known as Black Monday. And then, hold on, then a week later, March 24th, the Dow closed with a 2,112-point gain. That was the biggest one-day point gain in history. I remember both of those days. Okay. The, the big drop and certainly the big uh, rebound. What was the lowest it actually got to throughout the the, the pandemic. So March 23rd, so the day, right, the March 23rd is known as the bottom. The Dow yeah. went to 18,500, right? And then again, people, what we say were, um, on March 23rd, everyone kind of threw in the towel, if you will. Sure. The market uh, finished down to 18,500, and then the very next day, for whatever reason, that's when the recovery started. And it was a violent start with the Dow up 2,000. Uh, and change that day, 2,112 points. 
Hey guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Steffen and his excellent team at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times that we're in here in 2020. Do you want financial freedom? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. We build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments, better service, and a feedback guarantee. Okay, a feedback guarantee. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. So uh, is there anything else you want to make sure that you you point out? I certainly want to look ahead over the next couple of weeks here as the election is approaching, what you know the Dow Jones could potentially look like in that. But is there anything else that you want to make sure we get to I'm here? going to give you a few quick things absolutely cool. that everyone should think about or understand, okay? With the Dow, we have some – the Dow Jones Industrial Average, we have some stocks in the last 12 months that have done exceptionally well. So just like the 30 stocks I talked about earlier – some of them are up, some of them are down, right? If they're not doing well, maybe they get removed. But in the last 12 months, I'm going to give you the top five and the bottom five. And okay. I'm also going to talk about another important component of the Dow stocks right after that. So the top five performers in the Dow, Apple, up 100% in the last 12 months. So this is basically October not to shocking. October. Okay? Yeah. The number two is the newest addition, Salesforce.com, is up 81% in the last 12 months. Okay, Number three is Microsoft, up 56% in the last 12 months. And United Health is up 47% in the last 12 months. And Nike, have you heard of Nike? Uh, yeah. The swoosh. A little familiar. I mm -hmm. love the name because just do it. <laughs> Booyah! They should change it to booyah. Okay. Anyway, Nike is there up forty-one point six percent. Okay. Okay. Not too shabby. Could have bought those five stocks. Had a heck of a last year. Fair enough. Not bad at all. Okay. The the bottom five are as follows: uh, J.P. Morgan Chase down ten percent over the last twelve months. Okay. Cisco Systems, that's a tech stock, down fourteen point nine percent the last twelve months. Walgreens, have you heard of Walgreens? Mm -hmm. Okay. Down thirty point two percent. Chevron. Have you heard of Chevron? Oh, yeah. What kind of business are they in? Uh, oil, right? Oil, you yeah. got it. Energy, yep. Uh, down 35%. And the big loser, which may be a huge opportunity down the road, but they definitely have a lot of issues right now. I'm going to say, Kyle, what do you think the loser of the last 12 months inside the Dow, the worst return, which company is it? Uh, I don't even know if I can come, come up with a good guess. If I gave you the ticker symbol... B-A. If I told you their ticker symbol was B-A, would that help you? I wish it would. Um, That's why I told you, because I knew it would be a challenge. I, I, I have no idea. How about, you know, it's in the aerospace industry. They do planes. Any idea? Oh, Boeing. Boeing. You oh, got duh. it. Absolutely yeah. right. So Boeing's had a tough, you know, several years, oh, obviously, yeah. all going on. But well, they had the issue with the planes even before the, the travel issue, you know, started this past year. Absolutely. With the design of yeah. uh, their newest uh, They had a whole fleet of planes that they couldn't yep. even use. Yeah. For sure. So in the last 12 months, it's down 55%, right? So again, in investing, sometimes you want to buy low and hope to sell high. Other mm -hmm. other strategies are to, you know, buy high and, buy, and sell higher, right? The momentum. So again, different approaches, but you have five stocks 
that um, have done exceptionally well the last uh, 12 months and five that haven't done uh, mm-hmm. quite as well. And then there's a bunch in the middle. The other thing about the Dow, if I can talk about it again, these are the elite stocks, as you said. The majority of them pay dividends. So when a company is evolved and when a company has become – you know. Um, uh, successful to the point where growth starts to um, not be as uh, op- as much of an option as it used to be. These stocks end up paying out dividends, okay? And so inside the Dow, um, the largest uh, dividend is paid by Chevron. So Chevron pays a 7.25% dividend based upon the current price of the stock. So when the stock's down, the dividend becomes a higher percentage. But mm-hmm. So um, Chevron pays 7 0.25% interest. So you could buy that stock and at least get a dividend uh, while you wait for a recovery, if that's the case. The second one is a company inside of there called the Dow, right? Uh, the company Dow um, pays 5.7% interest on its stock. And the third highest is IBM. IBM pays 5.1% interest. So besides do the stocks go up and down this and that, they can pay a dividend, which can uh, you know help the cause as well. Uh, does that make some sense? Sure. Right. Uh, the number one and number two performers in the last twelve months, however, did not pay a dividend at all. That's our friends Apple and Salesforce.com. So there is again growth stocks versus these value and dividend paying stocks. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. And then the last thing that I'm going to leave you with is I know that you've been thinking about this the entire episode, Bogey. I know what it is. Dewey, how can I buy the Dow? How do I buy it? Is that what you were thinking? I, I can't afford the Dow. Like, There's if no I way. wanted to buy the Dow, do I? Uh, what do I do? Do I call up Mr. Dow, Mr. Jones, or their grandkids? <laughs> call, or up, call up that committee that's uh, trying to decide whether or not they're going to expand to 50. Right? Yeah. Right. So, again, the, they as, wouldn't take my call. For anyone listening to the podcast, at the end of the podcast, we have a disclosure, and it says you cannot buy the indices. You cannot buy the indices. Mm-hmm. You cannot buy the indices, right? It's an index. Yeah. Right. And that's true. You can't. So, there are two ways that you can kind of get exposure if you wanted to buy the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Okay. The first is pretty simple. It would be what? Let's say there's two or three options. What would be one of the options if you want to get involved with all the stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average and buy them? I don't know. Yes, you do. You just like I said, you would just buy them. Go ahead and just buy 30 stocks, right? Call just your Just one of each. One share one of each. One share of each. One percentage of each, whatever you want to do, right? Okay. But, yeah. but you can go ahead and you can build your own index. Uh-huh. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay, and there are some firms now like Fidelity and Schwab that'll let you buy partial shares. Do so people do that? Buy partial shares? No, buy literally one of or a piece of all thirty. Oh, I'm sure. In the Dow, I'm sure. I mean, if you're a big enough investor, why not buy a hundred? So just of each? and then you why not buy a thousand? Well, of each? and then all you have to do is monitor the Dow every single day, and you'll kind of have an understanding. Well, again, of you would hire a professional. Of course, again, it's yeah. more complicated than that. But again, just for this episode, yeah. if you wanted to get exposure to all thirty of these stocks in the same percentage that they are in the price-weighted index, how would you do it? One is you could just buy all 30 stocks. Sure. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Okay. Another way is this thing called ETFs, okay? An exchange-traded fund. This. We've talked about it briefly. So there are uh, several ETFs out there that um, – are meant to mimic or have the same percentage of each stock that is inside the Dow. So you can seek out an ETF and efficiently buy all 30. So you just have one purchase Mm -hmm. and inside of that ETF would have um, all 30 stocks. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. And then the other option would be you can go and get mutual funds and have a manager who he or she is actually either mirroring the index. Vanguard is very well known for these. And then other types of mutual funds that are trying to beat the index by, um, you know, 
buying a little bit extra of this one, a little bit less of that one, if you follow me there. So they're not truly mirroring the index. They're trying to beat the index. So uh, the three ways, again, just buy the stocks yourself. Number two, buy an ETF or, again, buy mutual funds. Those are three ways to get exposure to these things called the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And as always, if you want more information, you can certainly visit greatlakeswealth.us. Um, so I guess my final question, uh, unless there's anything else that you want to get to here, is we are just a couple of weeks away from the actual you know, election. And you know, we've talked about volatility. We talk about you know, what to look for. So I guess over these next couple of weeks, and then of course after the election, what are some things to be paying attention to as it pertains to the, to the Dow? There's a gentleman out there. Sir John Templeton. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this guy? I it sounds familiar, but okay. I, I don't know what. Well, he is somebody because he's a sir. You follow me? Mm -hmm. He's been knighted, okay? So, sir. Like Sir Nick Faldo. Yeah. Sir Nick Faldo, Sir John Templeton, mm -hmm. okay? Sir John Templeton is a founder and former chairman of the Templeton Funds, okay? And he has a quote that says, bull markets, meaning, you know, good markets, right? Bull markets are born on pessimism grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. Okay, I know it's a lot of fancy words in there, mm -hmm. but it basically says that bull markets or good markets, right? We just had a bull market from 2009 until 2019. Mm -hmm. Some would argue that we're on our way back now. Some would argue, you know, let's see what happens. But all that to say is that these bull markets start at the bottom. And then, again, they grow. People become skeptical. People talk about, oh, no, it's going to get good. And then people talk about how great it is and how easy it is, right? So the opposite of what, you're, um, the, what you are thinking is what will happen with the markets. So um, with that quote, I would throw it back at you. You know, do you think right now or after the elections is really the tell – what are people saying? Are they talking pessimistically or are they talking euphorically about, again, investing? When people say, I'm never doing this again. Forget it. This stinks. Mm -hmm. I'm going and doing something else. I don't know why I got involved. That might be, again, the pessimism, right? The market stinks. The market's no good, right? If it's, oh, I'm in the market. Are you in the market? I got more than that. The market, the market, the market, the market. Maybe that's a little Be euphoria, a little weary. Right? Yeah. And it's not just with stocks. It could be a bull market in bonds. It could be a bull market in gold. It could be a bull market in real estate, bull market in anything. That sounds like a bunch of born bull. on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I've been doing this 25 years, and there's so much truth to what Sir John Templeton said. And we think you need to wait until these elections are final. They may not be final on November 4th. We hope so, but who knows? So that will be what we will be looking for is the final results. And then we will take care of uh, evaluating for 2021. Fantastic. All okay. right. Well, with that, let's call a wrap to episode 21. As always, we're just getting started. Booyah. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please. Seek advice from a licensed professional.